We are all anticipating a Red River rematch in the Big 12 championship game between Texas and Oklahoma. But is there another school in the conference that can spoil the party in December? You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we are answering the million dollar question Who will make the Big 12 championship game in December? Will it be Texas and Oklahoma? Will it be a combination of maybe you know, one of those schools and another school, is it two schools we're not thinking about, right? We discuss all of that in the first two segments. And then in the last segment, our Heisman rankings halfway through the regular season. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into today's subject matter, a couple of quick big announcements for the show this week. On Thursday, we will have our weekly Locked On crossover with Parker Ainsworth representing uh, Locked On Cougs, representing the University of Houston really well for the Locked On Podcast Network. Can't wait for that episode on Thursday. And then on Friday, an even bigger, and I mean big announcement, Kristen Jones, your starting right tackle for your favorite football team, will be on Locked On Longhorns, talking football, talking the season, talking the U of H game, and talking athletic Bruins. So can't wait to have Parker on on Thursday and Kristen Jones on Friday. Should be a good week of episodes on Locked On Longhorns in preparation for the U of H game on Saturday. So I asked a question earlier, the million-dollar question, right? Who will be in the Big 12 championship game in December? Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma are trying to make it in their last year in the Big 12, and we all want to see a rematch of what we saw in the Red River rivalry game in the Cotton Bowl a few weeks ago. And you can bet on anything at this point, so I wouldn't be surprised if you can bet on it, but it probably would be negative money right, to bet on Texas and Oklahoma to make it at this point. But Texas, West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State all only have one loss, right, in the conference. So all of these one-loss teams in the conference seemingly control their own destiny if they run the table. They should be in the Big 12 championship game in December, you know, barring some tiebreakers and some other crazy stuff happening. So, you know, Texas and Oklahoma look like the favorites to make it right now, but anything can happen when you're out there on the football field popping those pads for 60 minutes. And who am I? Because I think Texas and Oklahoma will be there. But who am I, right, as a podcast host to tell West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State that they have no chance. So over the first two segments, I'll discuss all six of these teams' chances to make the Big 12 championship game in December. And we're starting with Oklahoma, right? They are the only undefeated team in conference right now with only six games left. They look like somewhat of a lock to make it. But obviously, like I said, they still got to go out there and pop those pads for 60 minutes six more times. When you look at the four major stats for this Oklahoma team, they show why they've been so good throughout the season. They are fourth in scoring offense, putting up 45.2 points per game. That's a lot. And I think in three of their six games, they've scored over 50 against Arkansas State, Tulsa, and Iowa State. So you you can question the competition, but 50 points is a lot in a football game, regardless of who you're playing. Then when you look at it, they are seventh in scoring defense, right? So top 10 in scoring offense, top 10 in scoring defense. They are only allowing 14 points per game. That is elite halfway through the regular season. Their total offense, sixth in the country, 506 yards per game. And what I love is they are getting yards and scoring 
at the same type of clip, right? Top 10 in scoring offense, top 10 in total offense, right? So these aren't empty yards. They're actually getting in the end zone and kicking field goals at the end of these drives. Now, their Achilles heel can be their total defense. So they are 52nd in the country, which is a little bit above average, but not where you want to be for a championship-level team, if that's how we view Oklahoma. They're allowing 352.8 yards per game, right? And we saw in the Texas game, they were able to eclipse that and eclipse the 14 points per game that Oklahoma is allowing. So if they face some tougher competition or some more talent on the offensive end, then that defense may be their Achilles heel later in the season. But thus far, it certainly has not been. When you look at their remaining schedule, they play UCF. UCF is in somewhat of a free fall. And that is, you know, uh, Somewhat of a homecoming game for Dylan Gabriel to be in Oklahoma, but we know he started his career at UCF. He'll be motivated. I think they'll beat up on them. At Kansas is interesting. They've played better the last couple of weeks with uh, Jason Bean. Not sure if Jalen Daniels is coming back this season at this point. I wouldn't count on it. Like, backs can be tricky. You know, he's missed a couple games. That's a mysterious injury. So, um, that could be a tough game. Definitely could be a trap game for Oklahoma, a game that, you know, Kansas could give them some trouble, but I still would probably take Oklahoma in that game at Oklahoma state, you know, Bedlam, uh, Oklahoma state did get a tough win against Kansas state, but I just can't see them knocking off uh, Oklahoma, but we know crazy things happen at night in Stillwater. That could be the case. West Virginia, um, you know, West Virginia has put together a solid resume this year. I just don't see them beating Oklahoma at BYU and then TCU. Those are really the two games I'm looking at for Oklahoma that could possibly trip them up. Like I said, maybe at Kansas, but I do not see Oklahoma losing more than one of these final six games on their schedule. I absolutely 99.9% believe that the Oklahoma Sooners will be in the Big 12 championship game in December. Their biggest hump on their schedule was Texas, and they got over that a couple of weeks ago in the Cotton Bowl. Now, we're talking about the Texas Longhorns, your favorite football team, my favorite football team, and they've been pretty good thus far, five and one through the season, only losing to the Oklahoma team and damn near, you know, dog walking everybody else they played. I know the Wyoming game was a little tough into the fourth quarter. The Rice game was a little tough into the third quarter, but nonetheless, right, they've been a dominant team for the majority of the season. 26th in scoring offense at 35 points per game. You feel like this offense hasn't reached its true ceiling and its true potential yet. We're halfway through the season, so we don't know if they will. But I certainly think we have talent more. Jeez. I certainly think we have enough talent to score more than 35 points per game and be more than the 26th scoring offense in the country. There we go. The defense has been a little bit better in that regard. 15th in scoring defense. I would call that elite for Pete Kukowski's unit. Only 16.3 points per game allowed, even though you're coming off giving up 34 to Oklahoma. 13th in total offense. So this is what I talked about with Oklahoma. Not necessarily the case for Texas. You are getting yards at the 13th highest clip in the country, 486.5. But you're only scoring at the 26th highest clip in the country with 35 points per game. So this offense certainly can reach new heights and get into the end zone a little bit more, kick some more field goals, put some more points on the board to ensure they make the Big 12 championship game in December. And the 25th in total defense, only allowing 323.3 yards per game. So the defense has been super consistent through six weeks. I know they had some tough uh, drives in the Oklahoma game, but Oklahoma, like I said, is you know scoring 45 points a game. Other than that, they've been consistent. The offense has been really good, but I think they can take another step. Now, when you look at the remaining schedule at Houston this week, coming off a loss, coming off a bye to Oklahoma, I think Texas goes into TDECU and beats up on Houston pretty bad. BYU at home. 
This was a team that I thought could give Texas some trouble, but after losing by 33 points to TCU, I do no longer feel that way, right? And I think Steve Sarkeesian, with him being a BYU alum, uh, we saw how much the Washington game meant to him. I think he's really going to come out, uh, and it's going to be a long day for BYU, especially at DKR. Kansas State, that's an interesting one, right? Especially the way that they've started to utilize their true freshman quarterback and Avery Johnson. I think these are just two really good football programs in the Big 12. I think Texas will win that game, but certainly it'll be a dogfight in DKR. Are at TCU. You know, TCU has been somewhat of a weird team this year, losing to Colorado, losing to Iowa State, losing to West Virginia. But then, like I said, they just beat BYU by 33 points. And BYU looked like a solid team, you know, halfway through the season. So at TCU will be tough. We know that team always gives us trouble, regardless of the coach, regardless of the personnel. And so Texas certainly can't think they can just waltz into Fort Worth and win that game easily. And then at Iowa State, right, Iowa State is playing some good football, winning three out of their last four. That's certainly a team that always gives Texas trouble a little bit on the defensive end, a tough road environment in November, in the cold, in Ames, Iowa. Texas should win that game. But like I said, you got to go out there and pop the pass for 60 minutes and actually do it. And then Texas Tech, right? I know Texas Tech has lost their starting quarterback. They've had some questionable losses. Uh, Joy McGuire is crazy. Everything does not run through Lubbock, right? And this is a team that is way overhyped and way too gassed up for the product they actually put on the field. But you have to believe that Texas Tech is going to give 115% in that game and do everything they can to beat Texas and spoil senior night in their last big 12 regular season conference game. So I anticipate that Texas will be able to go through this schedule without a loss. Even. Ugh, I mean, it's going to be tough, but I, I think Texas wins their next six games and they get to the big 12 championship game to play Oklahoma. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be tough at the end. Like I said, TCU, Iowa state, Texas tech and Kansas state, all teams that can beat Texas. I'm a little biased, right? Texas is not losing again. This season, they will be in the Big 12 championship game facing off against Oklahoma. But like I said, there still are four other teams who have a viable chance, at least at this point, to get there. And one of those is Iowa State. When we look at their big four stats, scoring offense 100, right? That is not good at all. That's way below average, only 23 points per game. Scoring defense is good, 31st, 20 points per game. But when you look at it, that's only a three points per game margin of victory right that you're averaging so you're averaging winning games by three points can you do that for six more weeks can you go out there and win six more close games that's not likely especially with the personnel and lack of talent on this Iowa State football team total offense even worse 111th only 328.9 yards per game you're talking about bottom 10 bottom 20 in the country total defense 29th really good 329.3 yards per game allowed that's pretty much what we've seen from Iowa State every year outside of the Brock Purdy Brees Hall, Charlie Kolar days, right? When you look at their remaining schedule at Baylor, you know, this is a game that I think Iowa State can lose. I know Baylor is down right now, uh, looking like one of the worst teams in the conference, but I certainly think Baylor could get Iowa State at home. Kansas at home, I think they could beat Iowa State at BYU. That's certainly a game Iowa State could lose. Texas, that's a game that Iowa State will lose. And then at Kansas State, right? They haven't had their bye week yet. So they only have five games left, but I honestly think they could lose all five. And even if they beat Baylor, I don't think they would be favored in their next four games in the conference. So Iowa State, certainly a Big 12 championship contender as me recording this podcast right now. But like I said, I think they lose four out of their next five and end up nowhere near Arlington in December. A quick word from our sponsors, and then we get into the other three teams, right? West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State and talk about their chances to make the Big 12 championship game in December. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money. 
this football season. Cashing in, you just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to $100. You can even use Apple Pay to deposit your money and bet on these games and make these picks. Make some money while you're watching football, betting on the college football season with prize picks. All right. So now we're talking about Kansas State, and Kansas State has had some tough losses this year to Missouri and another tough, bad loss really on the road to Oklahoma State, but they only have one conference loss, and so at this point, they are another viable Big 12 championship contender. And when you look at their four big stats, their scoring offense has been really good. Top 20 in the country, 36.2 points per game. And this is what I'm talking about when I say Texas can reach another level, because why is Kansas State scoring more points per game than Texas? You could say strength of schedule, sure, you know, but that all balances out at the end of the year anyway, right? At this point, halfway through the season, Kansas State is scoring more points than the Texas Longhorns, which is kind of crazy. 19th in the country, 36.2 40th in scoring defense, 20.7 points per game allowed. So certainly above average in that regard, averaging margin of victory, 16 points. That's pretty good, right? 21st in total offense. So their offense in terms of getting yards and scoring is is married, right? 19th in scoring offense, 21st in total offense at 456 yards per game. And I think they'll be even more explosive in the second half of the season. Like I said, if they utilize true freshman quarterback Avery Johnson a little bit more. And then 67th in total defense, 373 yards per game allowed so they're around average in yards per game allowed but they're better in terms of allowing those opponents to score at 40th in scoring defense in the country so Kansas State certainly you know if they can get through the back half of their schedule could you know make a push to get to -to back-to-back Big 12 championship games they have TCU this week at home that's going to be a tough game for Kansas State but I'm going to give them the edge because they will be at home and TCU has been pretty inconsistent up until this point they stay at home to play U of H look U of H beat West Virginia on a miracle uh hail mary right but i just don't think houston is that good i think kansas state wins that game now they have to come to texas and play in dkr and that is a game that kansas state has not won in manhattan or in austin since 2017 i picked them to beat texas preseason but based on what i've seen from kansas state this year and what i've seen from texas this year i think texas will win that game versus baylor kansas state wins that game no analysis needed at kansas you know that's a tough rivalry game like i said i just don't know what uh, you know, Kansas's quarterback situation is going to look like at that point. I'm going to go with Kansas State and then Iowa State at home. I'm going with Kansas State to win that game as well. So I think they only lose one more game, which is to Texas. And that could, depending on what happens with the other teams, put them in position to be in the Big 12 championship game in December. But I guess at that point, if Texas beats them, then Texas would have to lose more than two games. So it would be unlikely because they have Texas on their schedule. But, you know, like I said, if they go out there and take care of business against Texas. They have a you know pretty easy path to getting back to the Big 12 championship game. Now we're talking about West Virginia, who, you know, nobody anticipated them to be there. I did not anticipate talking about West Virginia on this podcast outside of the Big 12 roundup this far into the season. But when you look at it, they have a pretty impressive resume, right? Their only loss, or they have two losses, right? But they're only, um, okay, I can't even say only bad loss. They have two losses, right? They lost to Penn State, which is one of the best teams in the country, a national championship contender. So I can't blame them for that. Right. And then they lost on a Hail Mary to U of H. Right. So, I mean, they really haven't had a bad loss 
to this point into the season, right? You have a fluke play and then you lost to a national championship contender who you had no business beating in the first place. When you look at their four major stats, you can see why nobody anticipated West Virginia to be in this position. 70th in scoring offense below average, 28.5 points per game, 48th in scoring defense above average, but not great by any means, 22.7 points per game allowed, 79th in total offense, 380.3 yards per game. Their offense is just a below average unit, period. And then 45th in total defense, 345 yards per game allowed. So West Virginia has been good this season, but based on the four major stats, I don't see a unit that they can rely on offensively or defensively. Their defense is a little bit above average. Their offense is below average. They play Oklahoma State at home this weekend. I'm giving West Virginia the edge. They win that game at UCF. Like I said, they've been free falling. But that could be a tough game. I could definitely see UCF winning it, but I'm giving West Virginia the edge just because I like Neil Brown. I want him to keep his job. BYU at home, I think that's a tough road environment, but BYU can go in there and win that game. At Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma is just a buzzsaw right now. West Virginia loses that game. But I think they could beat Cincinnati, and they could beat Baylor on the road. So if I'm wrong, when they go out there and beat BYU, UCF, and certainly if I'm wrong and they do damage against Oklahoma, West Virginia at this point, could make some noise in terms of getting into the Big 12 championship game in December. Not likely, but once again, who am I to tell these teams that they have no business being there? And then the last one is Oklahoma State, right? And certainly another team that we didn't think would be in this position at this point. And uh, they're somewhat of a weird team, right? Because like I said, they had a really good win against Kansas State. Uh, They just beat, who did they beat last week? They beat another team last week, I think Kansas. Yeah, so they've had two really good wins the uh, the past two weeks. But they also lost to South Alabama at home by 26 points. So that's Mike Gundy. That's Stillwater. That's Oklahoma State, right? It, it wouldn't be weird if it wasn't them. They are 85th in scoring offense, so they are super below average in terms of scoring on the offensive side of the ball with 26 points per game. 62nd in scoring defense, so their defense is right around average at 24.7 points per game allowed. 70th in total offense, below average unit, 390 yards per game. And 89th in total defense, below average, closer to really bottom of the country, 392.8 yards per game allowed at West Virginia. I think they lose that game. They beat Cincinnati. They lose to Oklahoma. They lose at UCF. They beat Houston, and they lose to BYU. So I think Oklahoma State has a few more losses on their schedule. Right now, they're in prime position by the end of the season. Same with West Virginia and a few other schools. They won't be anywhere near Arlington or the Big 12 championship game. So six schools at this point somewhat control their own destiny to get to the big dance in December in AT&T. But like most of the smart people and everybody watching this podcast, I think that Texas and Oklahoma will get the rematch like in 2018. And hopefully it's the reverse. They got us in the regular season. Hopefully we can get them in Arlington in December in the Big 12 championship game to win the conference on the way out headed to the SEC. A quick word from our sponsors. And then we get out of here in the third segment with my Heisman ladder halfway through the regular season. Today's episode of Locked On Longhorns is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So find qualified candidates as fast as possible right now. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Remember, terms and conditions do apply. 
All right, time for my Heisman ladder. I think we've done this on most Tuesdays. I was doing the uh, NFL roundup. I got bullied out of that a little bit, but it's okay, right? You know, this is a college football podcast. You come to hear about the Texas Longhorns and college football. I respect that, you know, so I'll save my NFL takes for the group chat. All right, now we're talking about the Heisman ladder, my top five Heisman candidates. It's okay if you don't agree because I'm not a Heisman voter, right? The number one, I think this has to be pretty consensus across the board right now. Washington is undefeated. They just had a huge, uh, you know, really statement win against Oregon at home. Um, And Michael Penix Jr. has just put up amazing stats this year, 2,301 total yards, really 2,305 total yards. He only has four rushing uh, rushing yards on the season and 20 touchdowns. So I think he has to be the number one Heisman candidate right now. There is certainly a Pac-12 championship contender, national championship contender. They are undefeated, and Michael Penix Jr. is playing like the best quarterback in the country right now. He is number one in the Heisman race right now, and I think there's a – decent size gap between him and number two at number two i have dylan gabriel right and i know you know texas fans if you're still listening at this point you probably don't want to hear that but he had his heisman moment against texas right and he is part of an offense that is putting up crazy numbers like i said they're top five in scoring offense top 10 in total offense right and when you look at his stats he's been nothing short of amazing as well 2086 total yards and 21 touchdowns on the season like i said he had his heisman moment against texas an undefeated team a team that looks like a conference uh, championship contender and a national championship contender so dylan gabriel certainly has to be in that number two spot right now number three caleb williams don't get crazy i know that he threw three interceptions in the first half he still only has four on the season i know that you know that would be perceived by some as a bad loss to notre dame but i think a lot of people were just waiting on uh caleb williams and usc to lose you know so they could have a field day on twitter that's what it seemed like anyway but Caleb Williams is still playing like one of the best players in the country and still playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. 2,137 total yards and 29 touchdowns halfway through the season. He's been nothing short of spectacular. And if he can run the table and end up with only one loss, if Washington ends up with one or two losses, then I still think Caleb Williams is the favorite to repeat. But right now I have him at third. Fourth, J.J. McCarthy. And this is more so of like a Max Duggan last year TCU pick, right? Because J.J. McCarthy is not playing like a top five quarterback in the country right now, but his team is undefeated. They are blowing teams out. Uh, Michigan looks really good. Like Michigan looks like they certainly could be in the national championship game. They've been really good the past few years. And J.J. McCarthy, I feel like, has enough uh, name recognition. He's enough of a household name to be the face of an undefeated team in the Heisman rankings, right? So like I said, J.J. McCarthy, nothing spectacular to this point, 1,672 total yards and 17 touchdowns, but he is the face of one of the best teams in the country like Max Duggan was last year, and that certainly could have you up on that stage in New York at the end of the year. And then number five, I'm going with Quinn Ewers, right? He lost to one of the best teams in the country. He did have three turnovers. One of those turnovers was, was more on JT Sanders not catching the ball. Then on Quinn, he did have a bad interception. He did have a bad fumble. But then after that, you know, I think after the first quarter, he only had one incompletion and still put up really good stats against Oklahoma. And like I said, on his last play when he left the field, he put this team in position to win the Red River rivalry before Dylan Gabriel drove down the field in 71 seconds. So I know Quinn Ewers has a loss at this point, but I think he's played like a top five to seven quarterback in the country this year. And that's why I have him in here at number five, 1,764 total yards and 16 touchdowns on the season, already matching his touchdown total from last year in four less games. Quinn Ewers certainly has been spectacular for the Texas football team. I know I left out some people, Blake Horn from Michigan, Jordan Travis, 
for Florida State, Bo Nix for Oregon, but I'm only picking five. And like I said, I don't have a vote. So it doesn't matter anyway. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Parker Ainsworth from Locked On Cougs, University of Houston on the show on Thursday. And then Christian Jones, your starting right tackle on the show on Friday. Hook them and peace.